Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. For my regular listeners, you are not used to me putting out a podcast on a Monday. However, I felt this was pretty important um, to to release today, uh, the day that the TMZ Investigates special airs 9-11, The Fifth Plane. It's tonight at 9 p.m. on Fox. And well, I'm on I'm on the East Coast, so 9 p.m. for me, but check your local listings. And I interviewed Harvey Levin this past Friday just to get his thoughts on, you know, the documentary and making it and how they discovered this and, you know, how they just how they determine what is basically a QAnon conspiracy theory and what is actually has some legs to it. And, you know, it's interesting. I I do think that this fifth plane story has some legs. I went down a rabbit hole on Reddit after. And keep in mind, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Like, I have not seen this. I didn't get a screener. I haven't seen the documentary yet. So I'll be watching tonight and um, I'll share my thoughts on the next podcast that I do. But I decided to put clips of Harvey and I discussing this on TikTok just to get a feel um, to see what people thought. Maybe if they thought it was garbage, they thought it was, you know, totally conspiracy theory or if they thought it was real. And I'd say it's about 50-50. Some people had a lot to say um, and some people were just like, no, this is silly. I will say some of the conspiracy theories about 9-11 in general really piss me off. I don't think it's fair um, that people say the dumb shit that they say. I'll just tell you, somebody actually wrote on TikTok to me that they're like, oh, the planes were CGI. They never flew into the World Trade Center. They never flew into the Twin Towers. I'm like, what? Are you ca-? I mean, yeah, guys, you heard that right. CGI on every news channel, every single documentary you see, it's CGI, CGI. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. So anyway, um, some of the comments that I did find to be uh, valid or make this story valid. Um, somebody wrote this. It, it, it appears that she is a flight attendant for United or was. She says, I was off that day, but I heard stories from friends who were working that morning and they talked of strange behavior and people running off the plane after it returned to the gate. I mean, that's weird. Like, that's definitely weird. Um, someone else said... My uncle was on this plane. We thank God every day it didn't take off. Supposedly, they later found box cutters tape underneath certain seats. So um, Harvey and I get into this a little bit, but um, those two comments were, were pretty telling to me that, you know, people around the world do know this story. Um, and not because of they, they found it on the news, not because they found it online, but because they have a direct connection to somebody that was on this plane. So to me, that kind of says, all right, if it looks weird, right, and it smells weird, it's probably weird. I don't think this is a coincidence. If you know, I mean, 
Um, but anyway, you'll hear what Harvey have to, has to say. He is just a fantastic storyteller. I mean, and and that's, I don't want to say that's what this is. It is a story, but the way that he's able to put everything together, and he basically tells me that he, you know, he heard of this because his friend Barb was a United flight attendant. So he sat with her and they discussed this whole thing. He um, was able to get a hold of flight attendants that were on this plane. And apparently they tell him some pretty explosive stuff. So I am super psyched for this. I cannot wait to watch it. Um, At the end of the interview, I definitely go a little bit deeper with Harvey. I tell him that I want him to look into... um, A few other things for me, because he has more resources than I do. I wanted him to look into the Aaron Carter um, investigation or the lack of investigation, because I do think there was a little bit of foul play involved with Aaron Carter's death. And then I wanted him to look into um, Harley Pasternak. So Harley Pasternak is a celebrity trainer. Harley trained Brittany Murphy, uh, Jessica Simpson, and he allegedly wrote these text messages to Kanye West, which Kanye put all over the internet and then deleted them. And Harley basically threatened him um, and said, listen, if you don't comply, we're going to put you in zombie land again. So that was a little telling. And then um, I had started putting a lot of my Brittany Murphy content on the internet. I A few years ago, I had investigated her death and spoke to um, – I spoke to the uh, her mother-in-law, Linda Monjack, Simon Monjack's mom. I spoke to um, Dr. Cyril Wecht, who actually had said in 2016 that they should reopen the case, and then he went back on his word. But anyway, when I started posting about this stuff, people started saying, hey, look into Harley Pasternak, look into Harley Pasternak. And I thought that was um, – you know, a little weird. And then I did. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Harley said some things on the HBO 2021 documentary uh, that didn't make sense. He said Simon came to him with a new girlfriend with a diamond ring on her finger or a new fiance and said, oh, we want to train with you. And then a year later or not even he brought Brittany and said, oh, I'm dating Brittany Murphy. So now train us. But those timelines didn't really add up. Simon Monjack was married from 2001 to 2006 um, to a woman named Simone. And then he started dating Brittany. Uh, at the beginning of 2007. So there really was not any time for him to get engaged to a random woman uh, and then, you know, start dating Brittany. There's also nothing about a woman in between Simone and Brittany, which is odd. So why would Harley say that? Very weird. Anyway, um, I'm going to cut to the chase. I'm going to play the interview with Harvey, and then I will close this out. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. 
I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, Lauren. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I am very fascinated by this, and I'm very excited for this story of The Fifth Plane. Now, The Fifth Plane, this story is premiering on Monday, March 20th. Is that correct? Monday, March 20th on Fox at 9 o'clock. 9 p.m. And this is part of your TMZ investigates that you and Charles are working so freaking hard on and just really getting the attention of everybody in America. Um, I love these series. I've been literally on the edge of my seat watching them. And, you know, the fifth plane, this is getting to me, this United Flight 23, because I had no idea about it. So can you just inform people what we're in for? Yeah. So there was a 767, United Flight 23, that was scheduled to take off from JFK, headed for LAX at nine in the morning on 9-11. There was a lot that happened on this plane, even before it pushed back from the gate, that aroused the suspicion of the flight crew, that they even talked about it before anybody knew about any hijackings, before any plane hit the World Trade Center. And um, this plane would have taken off. Uh, We interviewed the members of the flight crew, the pilot, and they, the plane would have taken off. The pilot said normally um, there would be one or two planes ahead of him um, at that hour at JFK. For some reason, Mm -hmm. there were 10 planes ahead of him. And so they were in line at the taxiway to take off when the planes hit. And they were called back to the airport, to the to the gate, told that the airport was being evacuated and that um, and that they needed to get out of the airport. Um, And so they went back to the uh, to the gate. The the airplane was fully evacuated. There were no people left in the plane. The door was Mm -hmm. then locked. Twenty minutes later, there were people on the ground who saw two people in uniform roaming and running in the passenger cabin. And it, and, and it alarmed authorities. They came uh, up to the plane, unlocked it. And there are hatches that go from the belly of the plane right into the passenger cabin. They opened the door and these hatches were open. Oh. And there, there's, there was no explanation for this. And so the FBI beelined it for the hotel where the flight attendants were staying, interviewed each of the flight attendants, and even took them to a lineup to, to see if they could identify in particular four people who were sitting in first class. And so the FBI was alarmed enough to do that. And, you know, the pilot then told us, that he was told that there's a 767 that was parked next to his that was not scheduled to take off at that time. And um, it was only one digit off on its tail number from his plane. They found box cutters in first class where these four people were. And um, like a murder weapon type of thing. (laughs) 
Well, they were, you know, they the other hijackers used box cutters. They found box cutters in the plane next to his. So he was told and believes that those box cutters were mistakenly put on the wrong, on the wrong plane that they were meant for his and he thinks the reason these people went up into the uh, into the hatch into the yeah. cabin yeah. was possibly to remove incriminating evidence. But when you look all, at all of it together and you hear all of the things that happened, you know, with Actually, there were six or seven passengers that aroused suspicion. But when you hear all of it from these flight attendants and the pilot and then realize what the FBI did, um, I, I can simply tell you that the flight crew, that includes all of the flight attendants we interviewed as well as the pilot, they believe they were targeted as a fifth plane. That's that's an incredible, incredible discovery. And what do you think, just in your opinion, where do you think this plane was going to go? What was it going to crash into? I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I will tell you, I'll tell you a weird thing Mm -hmm. that um, when they evacuated the plane and remember when they evacuated, the planes had hit the World Trade Center, but it looks like they did not know anything about the Pentagon. So there was no, uh, no mention of anything in Washington, D.C., one of the passengers, as they walked off the plane, one of the passengers looked at the flight attendant and said, did they get the White House? And then he walked off the plane. Just a weird comment. Well, that's so weird. Oh, my gosh. And they tell us this in, in the documentary that we're about. Yeah, to see you hear the Monday. whole thing. You hear the okay. whole thing. Yes. OK, that is insane. So how I mean, why do you think why do you think this was buried? Why do you think we never heard about this? I, 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 I I, I don't know, but I, I want to say something. I, I don't think this is the fault of the 9-11 Commission. Um, they were given a limited amount of money and time to do their investigation. And their responsibility was to figure out what happened on the four planes that did yeah. crash right. and who did it. And when they were shut down by law, um, they had advised Congress to continue investigating. And I spoke with a member of the 9-11 Commission who was very critical of yeah. Congress because he believed that they did not follow through. So I don't think this is on the 9-11 Commission. Um, as for the mm-hmm. FBI, look, I mean, we were trying to get an answer. And, you know, the pilot says to us on camera, you know, if these were just all, you know, innocent people on the plane, just say it, you know, and right. be done with it. Right, right. But, you know, if they're, if they're not innocent, maybe there were reasons not to talk about it. There might be complicated, you know, relationships with countries. I don't know. But yeah. we filed the Freedom of Information request with the FBI. We, they didn't even respond to it. So oh, I, just can't, I, I just can't give you an answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is so crazy. And I feel like this, this kind of goes hand in hand with the term gaslighting this year. That's like the word of the year. I just feel like we, the people are being gaslit 24 seven and it's getting crazy and it's getting in my head a little bit, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited to watch this. I'm watching the, the special on the Malaysian airline. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, why is there so much that we don't know? Like you guys could do these investigative specials. I mean, th- there are probably so many, you could put one out every day for the next like six months. If you, I mean, obviously yeah. nobody has the bandwidth for I, that, I, but you know. <laughs> And I don't know that we would have ever found out, out, found out about this. I'll, I'll tell you how we how this happened. Yeah. Um, I was I, I went to UCSB undergraduate, and a really good friend of mine became a, a flight attendant for United. And okay. a couple of years after nine eleven, we had dinner, 
And she told me this story. She was one of the flight attendants on United 23. And my oh. jaw dropped to the table. Yeah. And I, I just said that I, I was stunned. But at the time, there was nothing I could do with it. Um, I, I didn't have a, a, a platform. I didn't, I didn't have, have a platform. To... Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, and, and so about seven months ago, we had dinner. And I said, Barb, do you remember this story you told me? And she kind of scoffed at me. And she said, are you kidding me? She, she never flew professionally a day after that. She was so traumatized. And so I said, well, now I can do something. And well, wait till you hear how traumatized all of these flight attendants are. Wait till you hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we get into that. But um, we then started to, um, you know, call the flight attendants, call the pilot, see if they would do interviews. They wanted yeah. to. And yeah. they, they went on camera with us. We interviewed the United Dispatcher. We interviewed a member of the 9-11 Commission and others. Mm-hmm. And I, I will simply tell you that, you know, believe them or not, Every one of the crew members, flight attendants, the pilot, everyone we spoke to, they believe United 23 was the fifth plane. I am. I mean, I'm I'm in shock. And you kind of covered a little bit of what I what I always wonder, um, how you find these stories, how you vet them and how how you there's a fine line, Harvey, right? Between being, you know, a QAnon conspiracy theorist and then, you know, finding things out that actually have legs to them. And so I was just curious as to how you, you know, you vet these stories. Yeah. And, 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 and I agree. And by the way, I really agree with you yeah. uh, because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, there yeah. is, I, I think there is that fine line. Mm-hmm. And for me, for me, um, look, we spent I, I can't I can't even calculate the number of hours we spent on this, okay. but we did not want to, you know, go over our skis and, <laughs> you know, and 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 and, you know, posit of a very hard, clear theory. We yeah. wanted, you know, to basically put the evidence out there from the people who are on that plane yes. and then let people judge for themselves. Yes. But yes. one of one of the things that kind of gave me solace on, you know, what side of the line we were on here is my friend Barb, who told me this story a long, long time ago. And the story she told me that dinner, you know, a few years after 9-11 aligns almost perfectly with what the entire crew told me years, years later. Right. And you and you had this, you know, you had this information from her. So, right. That that makes sense. But like for me and I'm almost out of time, but I want to tell you, I you know, I have this investigative TikTok that I do and some some other things. And I've gone down certain rabbit holes that I would love for you guys to look into, like Harley Pasternak. I am so fascinated by what the hell this guy is about, why people think he might have had something to do with Brittany Murphy's death, why he threatened Kanye. There's all these things. And then another rabbit hole that I'm going down is Aaron Carter. I interviewed Melanie. I cannot get over certain facts that she and Jane have told me. And it's so insane. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, why? Why is no one else looking into this? What You know what I mean? Is it an LAPD corruption thing? Is it like a, oh, Aaron Carter was a drug addict thing? so many things. I mean, there's so little resources here, but there is, you know, it's like, I have, I feel like I'm onto something. So anyway, throwing those at you, you have more resources than I do. 
Uh, Okay, well, look, the the special is on Monday night on Fox (laughs) at 9 o'clock. Yes, yes. I mean, mean, look, I I, I can't comment on on that. I mean, obviously we know about Aaron Carter. um, And and, um, (laughs) I do know, and and I do know, especially what his mother is saying, um, I can't comment on it because, you know, right now, we just what she's saying. I I don't I don't see it. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. I just right. don't see it. I I get hey guys, that. 100%. I'm sorry to interrupt. We're about yep. two minutes over. Yep. About I'm I'm done. Over. I'm just gonna plug it one more time. 9 p.m. on Monday. I cannot wait. I'm so excited, and I'm I'm thrilled for you guys, Harvey. Love these investigative specials. So thank you so much for joining me on Lauren interviews. Really appreciate it, Lauren. Bye. Okay, guys, that was your special episode of Lauren Interviews. Um, Don't forget, watch the documentary tonight on TMZ. Check your local listings. But if you're on the East Coast, it's 9 p.m. All right, we'll be back with another episode this week. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe. And I'll talk to you soon.